Hi, and welcome to the Therapy in a Nutshell podcast. I'm Emma McAdam, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and it's my mission to create easy to understand educational content about therapeutic skills and topics that anyone can use in their daily life. Stay tuned till the end of the video to learn more about my mental health courses, discounts, and other news related to Therapy in a Nutshell. I hope you enjoy the episode. Each podcast episode comes from a corresponding video you can find on the Therapy in a Nutshell YouTube channel. Also, these podcasts are educational and don't replace the advice or direction you may be receiving from a therapist or other health professional. All right, let's jump in. If you've ever had a panic attack on a plane or just panic attacks in general, you're going to want to hear about this story sent in from one of my viewers. So we're going to go through his story step by step, and I'm going to show you exactly what he did to end his panic attacks after 30 years of panic disorder. And by the end of this video, you'll have a blueprint you can follow to help calm your panic attacks. So here's the problem. Most of the advice you've been given about panic attacks backfires. So think about it. You're in this intense panicky state and everyone tells you that you just need to take slow breaths to calm yourself Who's ever teaching people that they should just focus on their breathing while they're having a panic attack? I'm pretty sure you've never had a panic attack in your entire life. And if that actually worked, you wouldn't be here watching this video. The sneaky thing about panic attacks is that the more you try to control your symptoms, the more you accidentally tell your brain that those symptoms are dangerous. And it makes your heart beat faster and your breathing speed up and you start to feel dizzier and more panicky. But this guy figured it out and I love how he explains it. So here's what John wrote me. He said, I have suffered with panic disorder for 30 years, usually triggered by travel. And I've been told over and over again that I needed to learn how to calm myself down. So I learned to meditate, to use breathing techniques. I spent countless hours in therapy. I tried hypnotherapy, EMDR, EFT, etc. But nothing worked completely. I certainly became a more chilled and mindful person and I got better at managing the symptoms, but I still lived in the fear of the what ifs, the super panic attack that my skills couldn't control. So John got all the common advice you'd expect about stopping a panic attack, which basically consists of, geez, just calm down, bro. Take a deep breath. And this is like surprisingly common advice, which those of you watching this video already know is unsurprisingly unhelpful with panic disorder. But then John had this realization. So he said, I had read the advice of running toward and embracing anxiety in the book Dare by Barry McDonough. But now I realize I didn't get it at all. I was trying to embrace it by being zen-like, by observing and letting the feelings move through me, but I was still giving the feelings ultimate control and treating them as something to endure. So two weeks ago, I was due to fly on a family holiday from the UK to Austria. And I was beside myself with anxiety. A fellow panic disorder sufferer even gave me some Valium, which I was planning to take as a last resort. But the day before we left, I stumbled across your video and it finally clicked. Stop trying to calm yourself. Stop trying to distract yourself. So I wrote down my panic stories and I gave them numbers. Okay, so let me explain what John is talking about by first by explaining what panic stories are. So panic stories are the stories, the lines that your brain starts telling you when you start to experience the physical symptoms of panic. So here's some examples. Uh, let's say you're stressing over a deadline at work and you start to feel nervous in your body. 
And your panic story may sound like, oh, it would be awful if my anxiety took over right Or if you have a fear of spiders and you're staring at one right now and you notice your breathing is becoming quicker and more shallow. So your story might be, ah, what if I pass out? Maybe you're trying to get healthy by starting to work out again and you notice that your heart is pounding. So your panic story might be, I'm having a heart attack. What if this is a heart attack? What if I die, right? And then another panic story is, oh, I have to make these feelings go away. I have to force myself to calm down. So these panic stories typically follow a pattern. There's, there's the trigger, like from these examples, the work deadline or the spider or the workout. And then there's the physical symptoms. So the nervousness, the shallow breathing, the heart pounding. And then there are the panic stories, which are your brain trying to convince you that those sensations, those feelings in your body are dangerous and that you have to control your physical response. But trying to control your panic just makes your brain feel like you're in more danger. So it increases your anxiety. And that spiral fuels panic attacks. So the first skill is learning to recognize these thoughts as being stories and that they're not necessarily true. So going back to John's story, we know he gets triggered when he flies on a plane. When he's on the plane, he starts to experience physical symptoms of anxiety. And in the past, he's tried all kinds of strategies to calm down, but that fueled the panic attacks. So this time he tried something different. He said, I got on the plane and as the door closed, the anxiety began to rise. He started thinking, "Uh oh, I'm feeling my heart pound. What if I have a panic attack? That would be catastrophic. I have to make myself calm down. But instead of believing that, he just labeled it. He said, ah, this is panic story number two. And I looked up, turned off my headphones and I started pumping my legs and tapping my knees, trying to get myself agitated so that I could create this fabled super panic attack. But the more he tried to feel that panic attack, it never came. The anxiety slowly drifted away and I went back to watching Netflix. So that's the second essential skill. Instead of engaging in a massive struggle with your sensations, trying to force them to go away, you show your brain that you're actually safe by just saying, ah, this is a curious sensation. I can handle feeling my heart pound. I can handle feeling dizzy. Bring it on. Let's see if I can make it more intense. Let's see if I can make my heart pound harder. Let's see if I can make myself dizzier. So if you want to stop panic, you have to be willing to have it. So you can break the cycle of anxiety and panic by just trying to make yourself feel panicky. What you're actually doing is quenching the cycle of accidentally telling your brain that those sensations are dangerous. So that's how John did it. He said, I repeated this exercise every time I felt my panic rising. And when the plane landed, my mind was blown. I had just flown without having a panic attack. How was this even possible? There were more occasions during the holiday when anxiety threatened me with a panic attack, but I dealt with it in the same way. The more I willed it to happen, the more I tried to create it, to grasp that panic attack, the further away it felt. I almost cannot believe it was so simple to confront. All along, it was just a paper tiger. So thank you so much for this video. It sounds trite to say it has changed my life, but it really has. I grieve for the experiences I have missed and the time I have lost to panic disorder, but I can now look to the future with hope. John. So just to summarize, here's what John did. One, he learned to question his stories about panic that the physical sensations are dangerous or that feeling panicky is catastrophic. And then number two, 
he dropped the struggle to force himself to calm down. And instead, number three, he said, bring it on by willing himself to have panic symptoms. And by doing that, he showed his brain that these symptoms are actually safe. And doing that stopped the panic attack cycle. This is so cool, John. So thank you so much for sharing your example. Um, if you want to watch the whole series that John was referring to, you can just Google therapy in a nutshell panic attack playlist, or you can click the link in the description. And that's where I teach the difference between an anxiety attack and a panic attack, um, how to make space for your sensations and how to break the cycle of anxiety and panic. And then I've also got two extra videos, they're walkthroughs um, so that you can practice the two different approaches to managing panic attacks. And um, if you found this video helpful and you want to learn more about how your emotions work or how to deal with your own anxiety or depression, be sure to check out my courses, How to Process Emotions or Breaking the Anxiety Cycle. Okay, hope that's helpful. Take care. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found something you can add to your daily routine that makes your life just a little bit better. If you want to learn more about topics like how to process tough emotions, how to change your brain, how to build better relationships, or support someone you know with a mental illness, then check out my classes at therapyinanutshell.com. And if you feel like these podcasts have been a benefit to you, please leave a rating so others can more easily find this content. Thank you so much and have a great day.